Does your car make a squealing noise and or your brake pedal vibrate when you apply your brakes? Well, like brake pads, brake rotors don't last forever. Rotors wear and can also become warped. Your brakes are one of the most important features on your car. At Kendall Auto Care Machine Shop, we can resurface your brake rotors without removing them from your car, saving you time and money. Visit us for a free inspection today. Call Kendall Auto Care at 562-1362 or visit us at the Factory Road Branch. The Big Issues is brought to you with the kind compliments of Kendall Machine Shop. My name is Gordon Butch-Stewart, I'm the chairman of Sandals Resorts. And you're here at Caribbean Marketplace, what are you up to? Yeah, I get here every, every year this time. Uh, so we have seen all your colleagues, all the other hoteliers, the tour operators that come in, some of the senior travel agents, people like you, press, and it's a, it's a get-together for old times sake, etc. We're trying to do some business that ends up being secondary, not really. We're here to do business. But um, it, it's, it's really, it's really a, a very, very nice forum to see all the people that you've seen over the many, many, many years. And how is the Sandals product evolving? How do you see it evolving now and in the future? Well, if I keep myself quiet for about 10 seconds, it would have gotten better by 10 seconds. It gets better by the day. And um, we know... You know, we started life with the all-inclusive and then it went to ultra-all-inclusive and then now it's luxury included and all of that the product changes. It's a very different product from what it was 25 years ago when we started and uh, we've been lucky. We're, we're happy. We have a tremendous um, base in England. Uh, we do a lot of business there. Um, I find the British the most loyal people, no kidding, in the world when it comes to repeat, repeat business. Just make sure they're happy, and um, that's my job, I do my best, and they never stop coming back. It's amazing. Now that was the voice of Gordon Stewart, well known as Butch Stewart, or Butch, a hugely successful Jamaican businessman and magnate. He died on the first Monday in January. Stewart is best known in the Caribbean as the founder and leader of Sandals Resorts International, the largest hotel chain with branded resorts in seven countries, including right here in Antigua and Barbuda. His business empire comprised 24 properties across five brands throughout the region, and that's in hotels. A headline in the Jamaica Observer since his passing called him Jamaica's first international superstar of business. He was the owner of the Jamaica Observer and Appliance Traders through their parent, the ATL Group, and at one point owned the largest stake in Air Jamaica. He built all of this progressively, beginning as a young man, first in fishing, then in ferrying, then in appliances, and then in hotels. A billionaire, he was also known for his philanthropy and charity. And as a tremendously influential businessman, he was also known for getting his way in the politics of the many countries where he established his resorts. On this segment, we'll discuss the impact that Gordon Stewart had on his home Jamaica and on the Caribbean, economically, politically, and socially, 
and we'll ask what lessons he's left behind for many who aspire to mimic his success. Joining us on this panel this afternoon, we are happy to have Dr. Damien King. Dr. Damien King is an economist and the executive director at the Caribbean Policy Research Institute, known as CAPRI. CAPRI is a not-for-profit public policy think tank dedicated to the production and dissemination of impartial, evidence-based knowledge to inform economic governance, sustainable and social policy decision-making in Jamaica and the wider Caribbean. Good afternoon, Dr. Damien King. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. We are also joined by Mr. Desmond Allen. Mr. Allen is the founding editor of the Jamaica Observer. He's been a journalist for 48 years. He's a former president of the Press Association of Jamaica, and he worked closely with Gordon Stewart, the Jamaica Observer's owner, from 2006 up to the time of his passing a few weeks ago. Good afternoon, Mr. Desmond Allen. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, and we also have with us Mr. Adrian Loveridge. Adrian Loveridge has spent 52 years in the tourism industry across dozens of countries, both in travel and hospitality. For the last 24 years, he's been a small hotel owner in Barbados. He's been a director of the Barbados Hotel and Tourism Association and a director of the Barbados Tourism Authority. And he is a frequent writer on tourism in the Caribbean. Good afternoon, Mr. Adrian Loveridge. Good afternoon, Karen. Thank you for inviting me. And we're happy to have you. Uh, Mr. Desmond Allen, I wanted to begin with you as you, uh, amongst our panel, uh, would be the individual who actually had a, a direct relationship, as far as I know, with Mr. Mr. Stewart. Uh, when someone passes, we often exalt them and we remember their virtues. And we've heard uh, many great things in tributes to Mr. Stewart since his passing. Uh, are any of those in any way exaggerated, do you think? There seems to be some interruption in the line. I don't know if it's okay. something that we can make myself as clear as clear. Unfortunately, Mr. Desmond Allen, unfortunately, we are having um, great difficulty hearing you with clarity. So I tell you what. We are going to try and sort out uh, your connection. And in the meantime, we will uh, just put the question to our other panelists. But we'll try and sort out that connection. The studio technician will uh, address you directly. Sure. Uh, Dr. Damien King, um, your summary yes. impression of, of Gordon Stewart and his achievements in Jamaica and the region, just to open us up for this segment. Well, you know, <clears throat> when you achieve the scale of development, the scale of commercial success that Butch was able to achieve in his lifetime, there is no gain saying that. There's no taking away from it. <clears throat> he was somebody who had that kind of entrepreneurial courage to make big decisions that really only few possess and occasionally at great risk. And that is always to be appreciated. And not just for Butch Stewart as an individual, <clears throat> but to place Butch Stewart in the context of the Caribbean, small though it is, challenged though it is, regularly producing business leaders of that quality, of that magnitude, and of that level of achievement. And Mr. Adrian Loveridge, the same question to you. Uh, your summary impression of Gordon Stewart, his achievements in Jamaica and the region. 
First, if I may, I'd like to offer a sincere condolences on behalf of all of us here in Barbados to Cheryl, Mrs. Stewart, seven children and the entire family. Um, uh, Mrs. Stewart will be very, very much missed, uh, whatever your um, agreement or otherwise with him. I think he had one of the most remarkable careers you can possibly imagine. From the age of 12, selling fresh caught fish to local hotels, to building an empire employing over 10,000 people, I think a, a quote of 25 resorts in one lifetime. It was a staggering achievement and an example to many of us in the tourism industry. And coming back to you, Dr. Damien King, uh, looking at the size of the, 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 the business empire that he would have established, uh, and of course uh, doing so throughout his entire life, right up and, until he passed, um, what would you say would have had to have gone into that? What, what, what sort of strategy? Well, the first thing to recognize <clears throat> about what went into it is the, the courage, the business courage of somebody like Butch to even get into this game and to play it in the first place. Because you have to realize that at the time when Butch was building his empire, the, the Caribbean was littered with the Sheratons and the Hyatts and the chains which already had a tremendous amount of capital, a tremendous amount of experience, uh, the capacity to, to spread their costs and their innovations across a number of countries. And it is then that in that highly competitive context that Butch was not only able to be successful at the tropical resort, but to drive many of those brands out of some of the islands that he operated in. So, so the first thing, and probably the most important of the characteristics that made him successful was this kind of courage. Um, and on top of that, you know, he, he ran, he designed and ran, ran a rather splendid array of hotels where guests genuinely were able to, to enjoy a lifestyle that other hotels could not match. And would you, would you agree with those comments, Mr. Adrian Loveridge, yourself uh, uh, in the hotel industry? Uh, absolutely. I think one of the key components to operating in tourism hotels and any tourism product is an attention to detail and, of course, a rapport with all the people that work with you because you cannot achieve what Butch Stewart achieved in a lifetime just by one person. And I think that attention to detail um, went right through the Sandals Empire. Um, and uh, as mentioned, the, the enormous competitive nature that it was achieved in, as, as the previous um, person said, um, they were competing with world brands, with all the, the that brings with it, the, the access to finance, the, the, the open doors that it produces. So he, he was fighting against, if you like, the giants. And, and in, in, um, in response, he built a, a dynasty, a, a, a gigantic tourism enterprise. And uh, the, the question of what would have had to have gone into that, 
Um, I, I ask that to you, especially as you yourself are a hotelier uh, and would have some definite sense of the sort of, of, of determination, the sort of energy that it would take to expand that enterprise so that you have a regional product. What do you think went into that? I think um, just an amazing visionary outlook on tourism. Um, it, it, at a, my level of tourism in a small hotel, you're constantly battling with the banks. You're constantly battling with bureaucracy, whichever government is in power. Um, you have to go through, you have to put all that aside and focus on the objective and go ahead. If I can just relate a very short story with, with attention to detail. I've only met, um, I only met uh, Butch Stewart once in a rather contentious meeting at a monthly um, luncheon of our local chamber of commerce and industry where I was invited to pose questions to Mr. Stewart, who was the speaker. Um, we fell out. Um, a few words were used, um, and it, it didn't end a happy sort of meeting. But a few weeks later, I received a personal email from Gordon Butch Stewart to say, well, we've just opened our new resort, Sandals Royal on Barbados. Would you and the wife like to come and stay with us and see what you think about it? And it, it was something he didn't have to do. There wasn't any mileage in doing it, but that incredible attention to detail um, we enjoyed. Uh, we'd previously stayed in the older Sandals entirely at our expense, but we had another four days at the new um, Sandals Royal as his guest. He picked up the bill wasn't expecting anything in return, and uh, that was the attention to detail. A, a, a giant in the industry dealing with a, a mom-and-pop hotel, a one, a one hotel owner um, operated a small hotel in Barbados. It, it, it needs incredible attention to detail to build an empire like that. And uh, coming back to you, Mr. D uh, Dr. Damien King, sorry. Um, his impact in Jamaica, where he would have had his, his largest, uh, or the larger share of his, his enterprises, um, the, we have seen an outpouring, uh, a genuine outpouring of of, um, of support uh, for his family. We've seen an outpouring of, of, of thanks and of, of tributes. Uh, what sort of economic impact uh, did he have in Jamaica? Well, he got into the tourism business in Jamaica at a time when the industry was in quite a bit of trouble. This was in the the late 1970s, early 1980s, when Jamaica was not a popular destination. And so he came into it. Of course, he saw an opportunity. But again, it speaks to his willingness to take big risks, to get into the business at a time when it was not quite sure because of political developments in Jamaica, because of security developments in Jamaica. It was not quite sure that it was going to be the success it turned out to be. And so his contribution to the Jamaican economy can be seen through his contribution to ensuring that there was capacity and that there were, there were experiences for tourists who came to Jamaica to have. And his impact uh, on a more regional scale, uh, especially as we, we look to the, the level of employment created around the region um, and the sustained business that Sandals has been able to bring into the islands where you, you do have resorts, beaches, Sandals, uh, and, and any of his other affiliated brands? Well, I don't think it should be looked at in terms of, uh, of him creating employment. You know, these islands are attractive destinations, and people are going to come to the islands, and whoever owns the hotels, that is going to take place. So 
he is not he is not uh, creating employment where it would not not otherwise exist. But what he does do is because he is of the Caribbean, he demonstrates to a lot of Caribbean businessmen that while the challenges that are faced in the region are real, those are not excuses for businesses in Caribbean to be able to develop and to reach scale. And secondly, by building a resort that, that was able to give the customer a world-class experience. I mean, I have myself stayed at all-inclusives of, of other uh, chains and other hotels, and what you get at Sandals really is top class. That is a contribution to the region, and, and that is a contribution that, that as, as was pointed out in the introduction, will keep guests coming back. And uh, Mr. Adrian Loveridge, uh, would you would you agree with that statement that it, uh, as, as Dr. Dr. Damien King said, it demonstrates to our business owners in the region that um, there is no, as he said, there is no excuse for for not expanding and maximizing that it uh, it can be done. Absolutely, and I thought uh, Dr. King had summed it up very well to say uh, by setting higher standards year after year decade after decade, it drags the entire industry on whichever island uh, uh, you're operating up to a higher standard. If you look back now, um, I, I, I was, when, when we demolished a Hilton here in the, um, that was built in the 60s, I was horrified. But just before it was demolished, I went into the kitchens to look, and I, I could see exactly why it had to be demolished, because the standards have changed. What was acceptable 25 years ago or even five years ago now is expected and people are looking for higher 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 and higher standards and i think that's what um what stuart did he set very high standards and then kept, kept um, moving them to higher levels and everybody below him had to chase after and catch up and increase uh, improve their product and the the more social impact i want to ask both of you this uh, the 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 impact of having pan-caribbean industries that sort of link us as, as, as a that link us as a people um what what, what is the the significance of that do you think dr damien king well again you know we've been talking about caribbean integration and caribbean trade for as for, from right after the federation broke up and there have been many regional organizations principally CARICOM, that have been organized around trying to promote that. But the real heroes of Caribbean integration are actually businessmen of the order of Butch Stewart, uh, the Sajikor group, the, the Massey group. Those are the ones that have really pushed it forward, and Butch is to be seen in that context. And uh, we are joined by uh, Desmond Allen. We had some difficulty uh, establishing a connection, but we are joined now by Mr. Desmond Allen. Can you hear us, Mr. Allen? Yes, sir. I'm very, I'm very sorry to have missed. That's not a problem. But I'm sure very kind words from um, Dr. Damian King. Not a problem at all. Uh, but let, let me, I, I can pick up the sphere where you want me to. You can go ahead and ask questions, and I'll, I'll try to. 
Can. Not a problem. I did ask, uh, and I wanted to ask all of our panelists, yourself included, just for your your summary impression of Gordon Stewart. And I think that yours would be the most impactful because you 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 did have a a, a relationship with him. Um, overall, uh, I had initially asked that when someone passes, they are, we often exalt their virtues and we remember them for the good they did. Um, so I just want to ask you, in your view, all the tributes that Mr. Stewart has received after his passing. Um, his actions in life, uh, yeah. did they match those tributes? Do you think that there's any exaggeration whatsoever? Well, we, we, we start by acknowledging what some, something that all of us suffer from, a deficiency that we, we, we are not perfect. And he, he certainly was not. I am quite biased, I must admit, um, in, in whatever I say, but I at the same time believe that it is it is it is a fair reflection of the man I came to know over a very long period and worked so closely with, starting from the, the point where he had enough confidence in me to you know, to accept me as the founding editor of the Observer, the Make Observer, which he was completely and totally proud of. Because his view at the time when we started in, in 1993, his view was that Jamaica had only one daily newspaper and that even where the world had reached on the information superhighway, he could not see that as being healthy in respect of our development. So he really put his life and his money into ensuring that Jamaica had another point of view along that, that, that highway. Uh, yeah, and, and, and over the years, he showed, he showed just how, how much commitment he had because at the very beginning, the paper was earned. Mr. Desmond Allen, um, are you still with us? We're having a bit of difficulty hearing you. Right, I do believe we'll have to sort out that connection. Um, Mr. Allen, uh, can you hear us? Yeah, I'm hearing you now. Okay, you dropped out for a bit there. Uh, please continue. Oh, okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure at what point. Well, well, I'll, I'll put a question to you then. I'll put a question to you. Uh, we've spoken a bit about um, what method, what strategy would have gone into the building of, of his, his, his businesses and his enterprise over time. Uh, you having known him uh, and, and having knowledge of his personality, what went into that? What, 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 what was behind that drive to, to build these, these enterprises, to expand them and to create a, a pan-Caribbean industry? Yes. Well, he, he, he was someone who seemed to have been born as a, to be a salesman. And he therefore was able to recognize what is a good product. And that is even, even before it, 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 it was created. In, in fact, in his own mind, he could, he could see ahead of what, in terms of what a product could be, become and then set about to create it and, and, and build it. Antigua is a very good example of that. Because he, Antigua, he the standards Antigua, the 
first Sanders Hotel out of outside of Jamaica. And when he when he, when he went to his son Jonathan, you might have heard one of his sons had died in a in a crash, in a motor vehicle crash in Miami. And Butch, if anybody knew him, they know how much he loved that boy. And he was morning and morning, and he usually went to Antigua whenever you know he was either to rest or you know whenever I had something dramatic event such as that one. And it was on this visit when he went to mourn and tried to get over his grief about Jonathan's death that he came across, uh, was it? Uh, operation. Uh, Mr. Mr. Allen, I'm so sorry, but we we are having. I, I tried I tried to hold off in case you came back in, but we you, your your connection has been quite patchy. Um, you, you can you can still hear me clearly. Thank you. Okay, yes, you. Let me hear because it's difficult. But when you have to do you. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you to pause. I'm going to ask you to pause because the connection really is not um, is not clear enough for us to, to hear what you're saying. Uh, we'll try and sort that out. Um, we'll try and sort that out. In the meantime, I will I will jump to Mr. Adrian Loveridge. Um, Mr. Loveridge, in terms of the the doing business in the Caribbean, I mean, you've spoken yourself about some of the uh, difficulties that are faced. What are some of the the, the the impediments to the sort of expansion that we 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 saw uh, Gordon Stewart achieve. What what are sort of the obstacles to doing business that you've encountered in the region uh, that would give us an idea of uh, the sort of hurdles that one would have had to have overcome? I think uh, to me it's um, typified by when we had the World Cup cricket. Uh, Barbados was one of the hosting islands, and they managed to dispense with a great deal of red tape for Caribbean people traveling within the region during that limited time. And it was a shame that it um, it fell apart. It didn't sort of materialize and become a norm. And I think that's one of the impediments, the inability to be able to travel within the Caribbean, especially at this time, while the Caribbean generally is uh, managing the uh, COVID uh, pandemic perhaps better than many of our developed countries, which would uh, allow for a quicker recovery for tourism industry, which is so vital, as you know, to the majority of the Caribbean destinations. Um, I'd like to see a lot of that red tape. I'd like to see also for investors to be able to go to a regional one-stop shop that if they had um, intention of developing a property, building a property, or taking some investment in another island, that it, there wouldn't be so many local rules. There would be one sort of uh, magical agency that you could deal with and open up. And, uh, of course, we have a, a tremendous problem with airlift still um, to get from one island to another. And, you know, while we constantly look to increase arrivals from major markets there's still a huge volume of people within the caribbean 
that would travel to each other's island if it was made more affordable and easier under normal circumstances. And uh, coming to you, uh, Dr. Damien King, um, we've often heard uh, criticism of Mr. Stewart uh, in the context of the running of his, his, his business empire, um, that as a, a business person, uh, he got his way. He, he, he threw his power around when necessary to achieve what he, what he wanted. Uh, and that could be said of uh, him in relation to other businesses. It could be said of him in relation to governments in the region. Um, what is your take on that? Well, my take on that is that if Mr. Stewart uh, did what he thought was necessary to get his way and to be able to develop his properties and to have a successful business for himself and his other shareholders, <clears throat> and he was able to do so, that is hardly a criticism of Mr. Stewart. He's doing what he needed to do for his business and his interests, to the extent that that was detrimental to others in the industry or in those economies, then that is a criticism of the government, not a criticism of Mr. Stewart. And uh, to you, Mr. Adrian Loveridge, on that same question, uh, for instance, if we flip it on its, on its head, as Dr. Damien uh, King has done, uh, the issue of how governments have interacted with uh, larger brands in, in the region as opposed to smaller ones. Um, do you see any merit to the criticism that um, our governments have given uh, those, with more, those with more oomph, uh, more, those with more oomph a, a little more uh, leniency and a little more ability to get their way as opposed to small operators? I totally agree with Dr. King. Um, that you cannot criticize a man who has his own business uh, in his first interest. And if governments are uh, silly, perhaps is the wrong word, but if they are enough to agree to what many people consider as unreasonable terms, then that, that cannot be pinned um, as a blame on um, Gordon Butch Church. Um, there's a lot of contention here on Barbados about the um, unilateral grants that were given to Sandals to um, start operations here. Um, there's still, I personally disagreed with the government's decision at the time, but I have to look at this in the long term and the overall benefit it brought to the country in the following years. Now, in hindsight, um, perhaps some of those concessions shouldn't have been granted. But again, you cannot criticize uh, Gordon Butch Church um, because he didn't grant the concessions. They were granted to him. And he was obviously looking out for his best business interest. And uh, coming back to you, Dr. Damien King. Well, actually, just before I do that, uh, Dr. King, I just want to ask uh, Desmond Allen, we were trying to sort out your connection. Can you hear me, Mr. Allen? Okay, we do seem to still be experiencing some, some difficulties there. Um, uh, Dr. Damien King, uh, 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 a large part of what we wanted to talk about today was uh, strategies that need to be emulated for those looking to mimic the success of, of, of Gordon Stewart, uh, clearly someone who achieved a greatness in his lifetime. How important is it, do you think, um, that we continue to see, uh, for the benefit of, of the Caribbean region, um, persons in business actually expanding, uh, taking risk, and uh, building the sorts of empires that he did? How important is it for Caribbean economic development? Well, 
those persons, what Butch and others have demonstrated is that those persons exist and those persons will take advantage of the opportunities even within challenges. What I think we need to do is to focus on Adrian Loveridge's absolutely wonderful list of what we need to be doing to give more opportunities to people like Butch Stewart. And it's a great list. It is free movement of people and capital so that it's possible for a successful business in one territory to easily scale into other territories and also to, to have some kind of harmonization of regulations and rules, not difficult to achieve. It's not that Antigua genuinely thinks that they have the best rules for um, you know, uh, registering a business and Barbados think they have the best rules and Jamaica think they have the best rules. A lot of that ends up being, uh, you know, arbitrary and really unimportant differences of procedure, which, a, a, you know, a, a small amount of effort can harmonize. With harmonization of rules and procedures and regulations, then that too is going to facilitate scaling across, you know, across different islands. If we focus on those, then we are going to see many more boot stewards. And uh, what would you say has, has prevented us from doing that, uh, Dr. Dr. King? In your opinion, why haven't we uh, achieved those removal of barriers to business? Well, uh, one is a failure to appreciate how significant the economic benefits to come from that would be. Another one is which, uh, a factor with which we are all familiar is an undue amount of parochialism that exists in the region. And finally, I think a large part of it is just the inertia of a status quo, that it's much easier politically, organizationally, bureaucratically, to keep doing what you were doing before than to, than to effect a change. And uh, Mr. Adrian Loveridge, would you agree? Absolutely. I would add one thing. I think now we have a unique opportunity across the region. While we are still employing tens of thousands of civil servants across every territory, that to channel them into uh, with public or private uh, industry assistance to develop ways that we can make it easier to do business within the region. Let's look at it a different way. Let's look at it as and when we recover, as and when um, we take uh, control of the pandemic. Um, th then let us find creative ways in these next few months to make it easier to do business. Um, an entrepreneur is a completely different breed of person to a civil servant. Um, running a small hotel, my wife and I regularly work 17 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, it, it, you need to have a certain energy and tenacity, determination, which you don't necessarily find, um, with some exceptions, in the public sector. We need to narrow that gap and find more creative ways to make this region more friend, uh, investor friendly. Right. And we are drawing down to the, um, the the final few minutes of this segment. Uh, I'll, I'll go back to you, Dr. Damien King, just to ask you for your final word as we look uh, at the achievements of, of Mr. Gordon Stewart and we have discussed what it would have taken from him and, 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 and what others can do to emulate that success. Uh, what's the final word you'd, you'd like to leave us with? The final word is that, you know, there are, with, with all 
lives, humans have their have their weaknesses, they have their faults, they have their vices. You know, none of us is without sin. None of what people have to say about someone of the scale of achievement of Butch should detract from just the fact of his achievement from where he came and where he ended up, as Adrian says, within one lifetime is quite astonishing. Uh, many of the other pan-Caribbean businesses that we speak about have been built up over at least two generations, sometimes more. It's a tremendous achievement, and the occasion of his passing gives us an opportunity to appreciate the effort and the merit of it. And uh, Mr. Desmond Allen, uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. I hope for longer than previously. <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry about that, but we are drawing to the end of this segment. I just want to, I want to give you just three minutes just to, to sort of give us your take on the issues we discussed. It's unfortunate that uh, we, we did have those connectivity issues. But uh, just leave us with something. Our discussion was about Boot Stewart, his impact, uh, and what others would have to do to, to mimic his success. Sorry, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, I have to leave you at this point. Uh, no problem, uh, Dr. King. Oh. Thanks for joining us. All right, take care. Yep. Good. Well, in between um, our breaks, I, I heard you talk about how he was as a, a negotiator, I believe, and how um, he, he, I don't want to misquote you, but it, it, it sounded like you're saying that he tended to throw himself. Oh yeah, I'm saying uh, persons, would, persons could, uh, would often say that Wood Stewart was, as you say, a tough negotiator, that he got his way, that he would, you know, use his, his, his business power to, to uh, uh, get his way and to uh, uh, reach whatever conclusion it is that he desired in whatever negotiation with whoever he was in negotiation with. Yes. All right. There, there is something to that uh, in, 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 respect, in respect of, uh, uh, in fact, uh, a huge portion of the time he spends building the standard empire in, in, in the Caribbean islands, starting from Jamaica. We are... You know, like, like, like all investors who put in serious money into anything, they get, they're very defensive of it. And what tend, tended to happen a lot was that politicians, and that includes, as I from Jamaica, and, and, and in, 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 in fact, one could say in all the Caribbean islands that, that they operated, including Antigua, they had a way of wanting from him but not returning what, you know, not giving back in equal measure. He would spend his money, but then they would want to tell him how to do it. And of course, politicians have a way of looking for the votes. And so, you know, their, their, their decisions are heavily influenced by the, the, where they think they're getting their votes from. He was a straight-up businessman. Putting his money, is when he, he needs to make some profit. Uh, but the good thing about him is that he was very fair. He might have been a tough negotiator, but he was very fair about it. And he, 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 never, he never tried to take without giving. Somebody mentioned the, 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 the concessions that we ask for, almost as if sometimes concessions are passing. No. If you want to attract business people, you have to offer them something that, 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 you know, that they're interested in. 
or, or, or forget about it. It happens in every business, in every, in every country. Um, especially the ones to which we look like, United States and Canada and so on. You, the, there's competition among provinces in Canada to, to, to attract business. Competition among states in the United States. So, you, you know, this is something again. Uh, it's, it's, it, you have to ask yourself as a, as a country or as a leader, Am I getting what I should get out of it? And sometimes, unfortunately, something that I saw for myself in moving around the, the island with the coach is that some of the positions are they're really, really highly unfair. If they feel they need taxes, for example, you know, to increase taxes, they would just, they're willing to tear up, you know, a, a, a concession, an agreement, a concession agreement. And, and to change figures at, at will and, and, Mr. and expect to do that. Oh, just yes. say, Mr. Allen, we are, we are right down to the almost the end of this segment. I do have to ask you to, to, to conclude for us, please. All right. Well, look, the, we, one, I was saying earlier that if I am offering that if we have time some, in future time, we can have a, a good discussion on Butch because there is so much to say about him. But I, I, I'd end by saying that he loved yeah, he loves people. In fact, he had a special love for the Antiguan people, and I'm sure, I'm sure it is known because he, he was the first hotel outside of Jamaica um, that, he, that he started. So you could almost say he started the, his empire there in Antigua. And he, mm -hmm. he loved it dearly, and he loved the people. He always thought it was just such a beautiful country. Right. Um, yes, very well, I, I can end on that. All right, thank you so much, Mr. Desmond Allen. Uh, Mr. Adrian Loveridge, I did want to give you a couple of seconds, but I, I have to apologize. We are we are out of time. Um, so no I, wa I want to say thank you to all three of our guests. Our last speaker there, Mr. Desmond Allen. Uh, he is the founding editor of the Jamaica Observer, and he worked closely with Gordon Stewart, the Jamaica Observer's owner, uh, from 2006 up to the time of his passing. Uh, Mr. Adrian Loveridge uh, uh, spent 52 years in the tourism industry across dozens of countries, both in travel and hospitality, and for the last 24 years, he's been a small hotel owner in Barbados. And we were also joined on this show by Dr. Damian King, an economist and the executive director of the Caribbean Policy Research Institute, known as CAPRI. Thanks to all three of you. Does your car make a squealing noise and or your brake pedal vibrate when you apply your brakes? Well, like brake pads, brake rotors don't last forever. Rotors wear and can also become warped. Your brakes are one of the most important features on your car. At Kendall Auto Care Machine Shop, we can resurface your brake rotors without removing them from your car, saving you time and money. Visit us for a free inspection today. Call Kendall Auto Care at 562-1362 or visit us at the Factory Road Branch. The Big Issues is brought to you with the kind compliments of Kendall Machine Shop.